Hi, I'm Britton LaRue, and this is Moon to Moon. Moon to Moon is a space to consider, celebrate, and share the ways we come home to ourselves, anchor through change, and uncover our power. One month, one phase, one loving step at a time. Dear Moon to Moon listeners, it's Britain. I am recording this on August 8th, a date that some people call the Lion's Gate. It's a day when the sun aligns with the star Sirius. And I always think it's fun to do something really mystical and opening on the Lion's Gate. I'm not here to talk about it. I'm just noting when I'm recording this. We're looking ahead to a full moon in Aquarius. We've had some rocky astrology and I feel ready to talk about a framing, a framework. You know I love frameworks. That has been really, really helpful to me and exciting and invitational. I've been tinkering with this idea for at least two months and today just felt like the day to do it because I like to record when I feel like recording. Before I jump in, I am going to be using the word abducted and abduction and I am going to be honest about how this term is connected to trauma And I'm going to be inviting us to playfully enjoy this idea of something getting abducted. In this case, our fucks. And I want to just lay that bear up front in case something about that framing feels activating for you. Like you don't feel like you're in a place where you want to think about abduction or definitely not interested in seeing abduction in a supportive way. You have every right to feel like that and definitely don't continue if you do. But moving forward, I'm going to invite us to just think about the term abduction as an inherently neutral thing, that it doesn't have to mean anything quote-unquote bad. And yet it has historically often meant something traumatic. And also we can um, claim it back. We can take it back in the case of this framework. Thinking about the term abduction in ways that might feel really exciting, playful, and helpful to you. So if you want to proceed with me with curiosity, then let's get into it. The framework that I'm going to be presenting, I've been calling All My Fucks Got Abducted. 
And then I have like offshoots from this, which is looks like that fuck got abducted or turns out that fuck got abducted and pretty sure that fuck got abducted. And a ceremony for all the fucks that got abducted. (laughs) And the countless ways that you yourself can play with this. So this is going to be one of these episodes where I'm like, kind of spiraling around in various ideas. I'm looping, I'm making connections. I'm sharing with you my thought processes as I started noticing how things connect in ways that were like, yes, 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 exciting for my brain. My brain loves this, yes. (laughs) And how I'm like, the longer I sit with it, the more it like really lands in the body in other ways that feel super, super supportive and liberating. Um, And I think that today's the day because I just noticed that lately with the current astrology, I've been noticing um, that I've been thinking about that a lot. Like, is that a fuck that I currently have? Nope, 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 that fuck got abducted. <laughs> and it's like entrusting that certain fucks have been abducted. What does that mean for us? What can it open up for us? That's where we're going with this. So what I'd like to do then is give some background to where this framing came in, how it came in how it's alive in me, what it, like, what it brings up, like ding, ding, dings, what it dings. And then I want to get a little more like practical and think about how we can like actually sit down and like name and know and be connected to through and through our bodies, the trust of that. Um, something that we once gave a lot of fucks for, like is not really like lording over us anymore and is not here in present time. And actually it was abducted. And in the freedom that we get from that space, in that space of not carrying that fuck around anymore, what are we ready to take responsibility for and trust inside of ourselves that we're here to do and show up for? And I want to like wrap it all up um, connected to this astrology that we're in. So let's, let's do that then. (laughs) All right. So somewhere along the way, I saw a meme, somebody like had a meme that said like, all, all, all my fucks were abducted. It was were abducted because I went back and Googled it, not got, but in my brain, it stayed in my head as all my fucks got abducted. And it's just like a UFO. You can Google it. It's a UFO. And then you see in this kind of like very sci-fi font in the beam of the UFO down to earth, all my fucks were abducted. And I just thought that was hilarious when I first saw it. I'm really into thinking about aliens. Um, 
I'm just so curious about aliens. Like I want, I want to learn with them. Like, um, very open to having an encounter. (laughs) My, my boyfriend has had UFO encounters. He talks about it in the moon to moon episode, uh, coincidence as a practice. And you can go and listen there. And just like learning more and more about, um, what we know about aliens and UFOs is just something I, I like to think about. And so I just was quite amused by that meme. I just kind of landed and didn't ever leave my brain. So in June, I recorded a closure message for the end of the magician's table, which is my three month container for emerging readers to help them connect to their magic and workshop their offering with other magical people. Very amazing offering that we talk a lot about here in Moon to Moon. And my um, counsel, my support team this past round were my two 13th readers, Mariola Rosario and Megan Fry, two wonderful magical people. And for the closing message, we each pulled some cards to share with the community, reflecting on what could be supportive as we approach closure. And the card that I pulled was from the Desert Illuminations deck, which is a deck that has a lot of alien imagery because it's Southwestern inspired. And I think it's playing off specifically Roswell, but just kind of like the American desert as a space that has these like space interactions. Um, And the card for judgment in that deck is a picture of an alien spaceship. And you can see like three little alien heads inside the spaceship. The backdrop is a big, huge moon. And in this rainbow light beam that's um, projecting from the spaceship down to the planet, we see a cow being abducted, a black and white cow, um, which is a riff on cow abductions. Um, and like, what what is the obsession with cows that aliens have? Um, holy cows. Um, Cows as like Hathor, um, milk bringer. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot we can like tease out with like why do why do cows like <laughs> why are cows so exciting to aliens? <laughs> That's not what we're doing here necessarily. Except that we associate cow with Taurus, and Taurus is one of the signs that's having the most um, intense astrology right now with Uranus contacting the North Node. And um, also um, agitated by Mars's presence lately. So there is a kind of like um, interesting aspect to bring into the Taurus component of fucks because it is the Taurus part of us can, that can be very rooted about like what we're so sure we get fucks about, you know? And that that's like the one of the Taurus parts of each of us is where we have our like most rooted fucks. Like we really care about those things. That's like how we like to do things. This is our way and what we want. Um, and so 
this particular judgment card seemed to be saying to me, to the magicians, what fucks have been abducted in our time together? How would it be helpful to identify what fucks were abducted? Like they've been taken. They're not here anymore. They're gone. You know, is it the fuck of saying publicly, yeah, I'm, I'm a tarot reader. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm an astrologer. I read charts. It's true. Because for, for a lot of people, myself included, naming that to people in your personal life is a, is a process. It's a process of holding yourself through fear that you won't be accepted, that this thing that really matters to you is something that is going to be judged. And because it's precious to you, it's scary to share it. It's scary to feel invalidated for something that you cherish. It's scary to be seen inhabiting a part of yourself that means a lot to you and that's really beautiful and you like are just coming into the audacity of fully sitting inside of it you know is it the fuck about like do people think i'm any good and like how this the fear of like am i any good can really trip us up you know do i suck at this ah shit Maybe I just suck. Who do I think I am? You know, maybe the fuck that got abducted is this voice that keeps asking you who you think you are. You know, like these, these are, these are good fucks to go. Like, (laughs) please abduct it. I used to worship it. It used to be holy to me, but you know what? I'm not worshiping that cow anymore. You know, what happens when I decide you know, whoa, like, huh, I don't, I don't think I have that fuck anymore. Huh, what happened to that fuck? It, it reminds me of Harlem, the poem by, um, oh my gosh, it's just uh, Langston Hughes that I actually put in the Pisces workbook because the phrasing is whatever happened to a dream deferred. And it asks all these questions like, what happened to it? Like, does it blow up? Does it turn pussy? Like, does it ooze? You know, I don't want to misquote it because it's amazing. But that quote, uh, that poem stayed with me from my middle school years. A little Pisces girl didn't know anything about my chart back then. But I was like, what does happen to a dream deferred? It took me years to kind of really get it because I didn't understand what deferred meant. I just kind of understood the I, the main idea, but I was still like, wait, what does deferred mean? <laughs> Put off, you know. What does happen to a dream deferred? But in this case, we're asking, what happens to the fucks that got abducted? Like, where do they go? Oh, whoa, that's so interesting. I don't have it anymore. And I think this is this is an interesting ground then to think about astrology because we don't necessarily need to know anything about astrology to know like when we're in an intense time or when we're in a time when we're like really being where we're noticing that what we did used to really like lay lay things down in like the holy fuck you know they're like hmm 
you know, I don't know. Like, maybe I don't have that fuck anymore. Huh. It's like, it's all dissolving. Neptune. It's like, shit, I'm in a chrysalis. I'm being like distilled down to my essence. And I'm going to have to get rid of these fucks if I'm going to let this process burn me away. That can feel very Plutonian. We don't need to know we're in these transits to be experiencing them. They're still happening, whether we know astrology or not. But the language of astrology can really help us and the planets as our friends and our teachers who love us can really help us to sit down with the various types of fucks that we once may have really held dear and loved and appreciated for what they stood for. Sometimes they just are ready to go. And the planets, all of them, the outer planets do it over a slower process that feels deeper and more cataclysmic in many ways and destabilizing. But really, any of the planets can ask us to get real about what are we holding onto that fuck for. And sometimes, you know, the, the fuck can get abducted with us kicking and screaming. And sometimes it just like is gone. Like what happened to it? I didn't even, that wasn't even hard. Like it just, I just don't care anymore about that thing. And so then what do we have in the space left behind? You know, in many ways, it's like miraculous when we suddenly can realize that a fuck that we held really intensely that kind of kept us from doing some other things like what people think about us being seen as a certain way not wanting to let go of xyz like security you know that suddenly they just like wow what an opening that I just suddenly don't care about that anymore so that's what something I've been thinking a lot about like both in the sense of the miraculous, like, geez, thank you. Thank you, cosmic body for helping me with that. And the other ones that like, we might want to actively engage with it, like alchemically, like we want to work with the cosmic body to help us get rid of something that can feel like we know we want to get rid of it, but it's scary. Um, Or also a case where we don't want to get rid of a fuck and it's we're terrified and um then what do we do for support in every single case what i've found is that astrology can help us i don't i don't know how i did it without astrology before because it sure is comforting So some interesting things have been coming up then since I've been thinking about this. When I first toyed around with that idea and that closing message, and thank you, Megan and Mariola, for both recognizing how fun that this framework is and for encouraging me to do something with it. Like anything that we have in community, it's so wonderful when you feel encouraged and supportive to like let your... Let your instincts run on something and play with it. And that like, that could be a cool idea. Thank you so much to both of you. 
Um, so I was thinking about it and, you know, the first framing that I thought of for abductions then was alien because of the, because of the card itself. But then as we've been moving through this summer and I've been like all of us witness to the fragility of Roe versus Wade and the sense of, um, my, my awareness of Pluto's opposition to the planets that moved through cancer, including Ceres, who's Persephone's mother, Demeter, and Persephone, also in cancer, all opposite Pluto and Capricorn, as this these current events are unfolding. I was like, oh yeah, abduction to the underworld, Pluto, Pluto's abduction of Persephone, right, it goes both ways, right, like, we have these stories of abducting, being abducted into the sky, people being taken up, recently watched this movie that um, told that the story of a man named Travis Walton who shares about how he was abducted by aliens and returned. And then we have stories about abductions to the underworld. Persephone being probably the most well-known and cherished of these stories, a story that is very dear to my heart and feels very alive in my life. In these, in these stories... It's a traumatic event to be abducted. And there's also this return, like this return of the self back to the place where you had been. You, re- you, you return to, to a kind of home as if it's the same, but it's not the same. It's not the same because you've had this abduction experience. So, you know, in many ways we then think about abduction in terms of trauma, which is when something happens to us that's faster and more overwhelming than our body system can process. And a trauma response might be a response that indicates how there's this like kind of trapped, um, constricted energy that um, the body's like trying to do something with. Perhaps fight responses, flight responses, freeze responses, fawning responses are all examples of trauma responses that come from big moments or many small moments of feeling overwhelmed um, with so much sensation that the body very intelligently creates responses to deal with what's like too overwhelming to the system to deal with. And one of the things that I've learned from working with trauma in my own body as I've been educating myself in somatic healing techniques and understanding how trauma works um, in the body is how the when we are able to release trauma, 
we have access to more life force energy that's now no longer trapped, but has more room to move around through us so that we are able to show up with more presence and life force in the lives that we're participating in. And so in that sense of like return, the return of life force energy, the return from the traumatic event, I've been thinking about this idea then of um, like what happens to the fuck that gets abducted to this idea of like the fuck that we had coming back to us as food that we can eat, as energy that we can put into our passions, as nourishment that we can let run through our bodies. Like, how does letting something go be taken away? Because the etymology of abduct is, uh, the ab root is away, and duct is to lead. So to lead away, to lead away. When something gets led away, I, when you just decide you're no longer going to care about that thing as much anymore, you're not going to let it have a hold on you how much you care about that thing. What, what will it come back as when it, comes, it's, when it has its return from being led away? So here's another interesting thing. So we're, I'm just like percolating the field. I'm just like pouring this out for you to like let circulate through you. Feel into whether this resonates. What's interesting there is that the word of duck then, it's like to lead away. The, the like the power is in the is in the thing that leads, right? The thing that leads something away is feels like the thing with more power, right? Pluto, Hades, leading Persephone away, abducts Persephone. The aliens lead and um, abduct Travis Walton, abduct um, cows. They lead them away. Um, and so I was thinking about this idea of like, what is the thing that leads away these fucks, you know? When we let them get abducted, the phrasing that is being suggested is that we're, um, something is like helping us remove something from our space. And to me, I was thinking about astrology. Like that the planets knowing us loving us witnessing us and as our human selves like struggling to like get our cares in order that the the planets feeling us being confused because like if you have like one desire to be seen as um to like really come forcefully forward as say a mystic is just an example and then, but you have this other fuck in like not being judged, like wanting everyone to like you or like wanting to not be judged knowing what people think about mystics. 
Like what, what's a planetary perspective of that? <laughs> like from a planetary perspective, it's like, oh, you cute human. You can't have both those things at the same time. How are you going to get to go do that thing you want to do if you have that fuck? Can you tell me that little human? <laughs> and like, to me, the planets, like, if, if we think of them as like the, the, the forces that abduct the fucks, right? All my fucks got abducted. It's like the planets are like coming in to gently be like, let me help you remove this because I'm really excited for you to really go engaging in this thing that you actually really do care about. Like the planets as able to identify better than maybe we can as cute humans, able to tell that, yeah, I see. It's this holy fuck that she's still holding on to here that is keeping her from all of these amazing, like trying to manifest these amazing ideas. It's keeping her afraid of picking up that phone. It's keeping her afraid to wear that look that she would look fucking amazing in. But she's got that other fuck that's like, what will people think if I do that? You know? (laughs) And so it's like this, um, the planetary support comes in from just like this higher view, this more cosmic perspective, spirit level perspective that can, can come in and just like help us with the removal process and uh, leading away, right? We're just going to lead this away. Now, we as humans may have varying reactions to that. You know, like I said, we could be holding onto it, kicking and screaming. Or it may just be like, huh, I I just don't have that charge anymore. I'm just not affected by that anymore. That's amazing. Guess I just matured, you know? And, um... It's interesting to me, it like excites me to think about the planets as our like guardians who help lead away, abduct is to lead away, lead away that thing that we maybe have been clinging to, holding onto, that our inner child may think is so important, that our inner manager self is like, we have to have that or we won't survive. Like we have these wonderful intelligent parts of ourselves that think that we need these cares, these holy fucks that actually from a higher perspective, from a broader perspective, it's like very obvious that that holy fuck is actually to our detriment in some way because it's keeping us from like being more explosively connected to something that we're we're really ready to experience that we're here to experience that we are at some level are deeply craving experiencing and because we aren't there's despair or there's resentment or there's frustration you know and i of course thinking about among these many things that I've been thinking about, how um, 
interesting is to me that from the beginning, my interest in astrology, which is ostensibly about the stars and the heavens and everything that's above us, that I have always conceived of this process of knowing my chart and helping other people with their charts as an underworld journey. My very first post on Instagram was a picture of me in front of Carlsbad Cavern's gaping mouth entrance. And I talk about catabasis, which is a word meaning to go down. The catabatic journey is like the journey that we see again and again repeated in literature about like going down and under the ground. And that like the journey down and back up is like this powerful journey of learning to let go and to like meet yourself at these hidden places and understand what you cling to that you're afraid of so that you can unravel your grip around these things in that dark and come back up feeling um, more full of your own power because you faced the things that you're most afraid of. You face the things that you're most ashamed of. You face the things that you're like, I can't, I, I can't be safe if da 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 da. When you're able to face those parts of yourself, you feel reinvigorated with your own life force energy because they can't be, they can't hold that fear over you if you're willing to go hang out with them. And that's very Plutonian, um, the planet Pluto, which is not my only approach to astrology, true, truly. But the evidence is there that from the beginning, that's one of the ways I personally was seeing it, was like the journey upward, right, to the sky to understand this like incredible geometry of the way things were lined up that moment I was born and like how the geometry of that comes down to my human body on this planet I've always seen that process as actually an underground process (laughs) like I I'll go meet myself down there and my chart is like a map helping me navigate those places you know and and that there's something about the 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 chart above that speaks to the journey below right and that brings us to one of the central tenets of astrology which is a hermes trismegistus saying like one of the great magicians of history um as above so below this basic idea that is the central principle of astrology, as above, so below. This idea that what's going on up there is connected to what's going on here. That we're all connected. Everything is connected. There is some sort of order that we can lean into. This is one of the things that astrology helps us connect with. And that's part of like what astrology can give us that has to do with trusting life 
and that in the process of trusting life, so we live in wonder because how the hell is this happening? It's truly amazing. And what if we could trust it? What if we could trust it? So, one of the things then that I feel like has been coming up in my world with the current astrology is um, what I've been noticing is like some fear in my body system that I recognize as old that has fears from like the phantom of the old fuck like um like the fuck got abducted about um giving my authority away to, to other people and self-abandoning so that I could make them feel good about themselves and in them feeling good about me, I felt safe. This is a pattern I've consciously worked to heal and it meant giving up the fuck about me helping people feel comfortable in my presence and me being able to just let people have their own experience of me without me needing to like create safety for myself by giving them something they want from me that I'm sensing. (laughs) And I'm just going to give that as an example. Like, you know, you've worked on something, right? You, you know, you've worked on this pattern. The fuck got abducted. So like, interesting that here I am, right? Like feeling confused around if I'm safe, feeling confused on if I can trust myself, feeling confused on whose authority, what, who, like, where's my authority? What oh uh-oh, where'd Britain's authority go? <laughs> and that can feel very frightening, right? It can feel really frightening when you're like, oh gosh, I thought I was done with that. Or like, oh, uh, uh, whoa, past returns, ich. I thought that wasn't going to bother me anymore, haunt me anymore. Um, Why is this here again? You know, that feeling, the specter of the past fear, the stuckness, the trauma response the old pattern like the perennial return feeling here that's confronting and uncomfortable I'm doing it again it can feel like I'm allowing this to happen it can feel like and I feel like this astrology really calls for 
a perspective that gives great compassion for like, hey, yeah, like we have things that we're here in this lifetime to learn and it's not going to do one go around to help us learn it. Like this is like part of our contract of inhabiting the body in this lifetime is to learn this thing. So like, yes, here it is again. And it's not the same. It's not the same. We're different. We are not who we were before. We are not who we were before because that fuck really did get abducted. But what feels appropriate is to invite in present time to like completely infuse the body and call all yourself back from the past, the past self that was afraid, the past self that needed the trauma responses, the past self that engaged in these habits for very good reasons at one point, calling oneself back from the future where you're worried about the consequences, where you're worried about what, what would happen and really be in the present time to, to remember that you've been through things. You've been through the work to help you release that fuck. What feels like it's up is this question here as we're coming upon this full moon where the moon will be right with our Lord Saturn, as we like to joke in my charting your course class last year. The moon will be with Saturn in the sky, squaring those Taurus planets that have been um, really like poking, poking lately. And you may feel into this question of like, are you the person you can trust to follow through on what you're learning that you care about? Are you the person you can trust to follow through? And what I'd like to offer, what Saturn is saying to me, is that Saturn is creating the conditions for you to lean into that question and be the person that you can trust. Saturn's like asking you to inhabit that in your body in present time, be in present time, that you are the person who's been moving through the experiences. You've been changing things in your life so that you can know that you can trust yourself to follow through in new ways with new patterns. And because you don't give those fucks anymore, you're able to be the person who is showing up now the way you really want to. So, there's a sternness in the air. But it's not here, it doesn't feel like to me, to um, scold us 
it is here for us to like feel full of it of like that was the past here in present time I am the person who shows up and follows through and I trust myself I have been doing the healing I have been moving through these processes I have been learning it is not the same and I will continue to learn and to show up and to trust myself. Like these are fixed energies, the fixed parts of us. Okay. That's Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, Aquarius are the fixed signs in astrology. The fixed parts of ourselves are like, I put down my staff here. It's like backbone, you know, I know who I am. I know what I love. I know what I care about. I know what my values are. I say my truth. And it's like a don't fuck with me, you know? So if you're confused, which one can be in this lifetime, especially when we've had these competing fucks, you know, or like we're carrying around our parents' fucks, we're carrying around somebody else's fucks. It's very confusing when we have these, when we're carrying other people's fucks around. Of course we're confused. This is why it's great when they get abducted. So then we can be clear. Oh, oh, whoa, I'm clear. Let me get clear here. This is what I care about. I'm doing the work. And what the work is that we're doing, what is the work that we're doing? We're keeping ourselves in present time and we're not getting hooked back into the past to the parts of us that are confused about whether we can trust ourselves, whether we can trust ourselves that we're going to be okay because we're showing up in our truth. And we know what we value. Hmm. There is a sternness to that, Saturn, you know? Because in order to, to release ourselves from the old pattern of pleasing, or the old pattern of um, seeding our authority, or the old pattern of merging up with other people's things that aren't ours, Um, we lose that sternness in the process. So whatever you hear out in the airwaves, (laughs) the feeds about this full moon, this this is some yummy Saturn to me. This is like Saturn. Mm. Thank you for walking with me. Thank you. I talked about in the Leo episode I did in 2021. You can go back a year ago. Um, can't remember what I named it, but it's like the Leo season episode that I did. I talk about Saturn and this idea of boundaries versus 
walls, right? Like if we don't trust ourselves, we create walls. Saturn is trying to help us to trust it so safe to have boundaries, compassionate but clear boundaries that you can trust yourself. Because you don't want to be inside of a fortress. We don't want to be disconnected from other people. We do want to let people in, most of us. But we want to know that we can trust ourselves. That we're not going to do that old thing again. How will I know that I'm safe to do it again? We stay in present time. Present time. Hmm. So, on the other side of this interlude, I'm going to have a little, a little ceremonial um, to... I'm offering you, if you would like to practice with this at this time, maybe at the full moon, maybe whenever you receive this, it doesn't matter. If it feels resonant, that's, that's the time. You're on time if it's resonant. Playing around with this idea of all my fucks got abducted. Of course, it's not really all fucks. That's like the catchiest way to say it. But like the way you might find yourself talking about it in your mind was like, yeah, that fuck got abducted. Or like, whew, good thing that fuck got abducted. Like, we'll notice, like, one at a time. Like, we can't... Is it possible that all of them can be abducted? I know. Like, we're always working on um, noticing the proper timing for them to be released. It's not even appropriate to have them all at once. When we're in deep, deep, deep crone, perhaps there's so few left (laughs) that we can say all playfully. But really, all my fucks got abducted just feels more like um, something catchy where what you might want to offer to yourself now and then is a little honoring to name and know and celebrate and honor when you notice that a fuck got abducted. And whether you it was difficult or whether it was so useful it was barely perceptible it's nice to name and honor because it helps you know in present time it teaches your psyche it shows the universe that you know what's going on with you and you're not going to let things just coast on by and not honor them because you're important to yourself And that's why you do this. And it doesn't need to be important to anyone else or validated by anyone else. You are your own ceremony and your body is its own ritual altar space. So I'll see you on the other side of the interlude and we'll play.
So, what I'd like to do is guide you in a suggested way to begin creating ritual or ceremony for yourself to honor a fuck that got abducted so that you're very clear that it has been and that in present time you've got this. I definitely recommend listen all the way through before playing with this. You need to be sure that this is an affinity with you. If there's anything here that feels weird or off or just not resonant, just completely scrap that. This is just a template for you to make this your own and like get into it all your own ways, sub in your own words, do stuff I don't even suggest. Just let it flow. This is just a template. A template among templates. So what I would invite you to do is create a container of closed time and space for you to be with yourself. So what I mean by that is that there's a clear ending and a clear beginning where you're going to be with you and you have really clear boundaries around interruptions. So if you live with other people, they know you're not to be interrupted. And if you have a phone, you're like, you have it off or you have it silenced and you make a promise to yourself that you're not going to be looking at your phone. And you're not actually going to be looking, doing, thinking about anything else. Like the ritual space is closed. It's a closed container because it has all of your focused attention. And truly, this is one of the reasons why ritual containers are powerful is because so little in our lives is this focused, you know? It's just, if anything, it's great practice at giving yourself your full attention. So spatially, that can be however it feels good for you. I like to be in a, there's a corner in my room where I have an altar set up and it's my happy place. It's all my things that make me happy, ritual tools that make me happy. Um, I feel most safe when I'm sitting in the same space, but some people may not resonate with that. Like maybe you like to go to different places depending on the vibration of what you want to work on. If you really like to be outside, you could, you could be anywhere. You can do this anywhere as long especially as you give yourself a closed container with your full attention and you feel safe and calm enough to just really drop into being with yourself so you may want to have a candle to light as a signal to yourself and to the universe that you are beginning If you don't have a candle, no big deal. You can imagine energetically lighting a candle. 
And then I would invite you to also have on hand um, perhaps um, anything that feels symbolic to the occasion for you. Maybe you want to have your journal in case insights come through or in case you wanted to write something to say in this ritual that's in your journal. If you have a tarot deck, inviting you to have your tarot deck with you or oracle deck, if that feels supportive. It's really a time for you to be empowered with what you want and need and see in your mind's eye and then give that to yourself. No real rules, just listening to yourself. And so what I would invite you to then do is let yourself become very um, in touch with your body. If you're doing it with me now, you can take some deep breaths. Letting yourself be in an encounter with yourself. Breathing into any spaces that feel clenched or constricted or afraid. Let the breathing be a softening. And as you soften into connection with yourself, may you also soften in connection to the earth below you so that the contact points between you and the ground dilate open in resonant connection calling in relationship to gravity as it connects you to the ground below, to the earth, to this planet. You may wish to send a grounding cord from the base of your spine down through the layers of the earth, down as deep as feels resonant, maybe all the way to the core. And from that point upward, sending Earth's energy up through your grounding cord and up into your body so that you feel connected and anchored to the rich, nourishing energetics of the planet. inviting you from the top of your head to feel connected to a golden ball of light above your head or any other light too. Maybe there's a color that feels really great to you right now. Ask yourself what color would be helpful. And see this color as like a great bright orb over your head. And then invite in some of that orbs light to drop through the top of your head, down through your brain space, your head space, down through your throat, down into your heart, swirling and moving all through your limbs, all through your body. 
And as you breathe out, visualize the swirling energy that you have inside you from below and from above to come swirling out into the space in front of you, behind you, to the left, to the right, above you, and below you, such that there's swirling waves of light, whatever color feels right, with flecks of gold, creating an energetic egg clear on all sides and clearly bounded. And from this place of safety inside of your egg, calling all now your energy back from wherever it's been, other people, from Uh, activities, emails, to-dos, calling all your energy back to you. You don't even have to know where it's been. Just call it back down through the top of your head. Let it collect and come down into your body. Something that I teach is saying, all of me inside of me, all of me inside of me, all of me inside of me feeling surrounded outside and inside with your own energy, no one else's. If somebody's face or energy feels in your field, just simply ask them to leave and visualize them going all the way back home. And now call all your energy back from the past. Notice if your energy is like, oh, I'm in the past a little bit. And just call all your energy back to the present moment from the past. Now call all your energy back from wherever it may be in the future. Future possibilities, call them back. All your energy back here in the present moment, which is where we live and where we create and where we love. Calling yourself all the way back home to now. And just take some deep breaths from this sense of being fully embodied with your own present time energy. Just feel what that feels like. Feel full of yourself. Let it keep running down through the top of your head, down all the way to the base of your spine, to your tippy toes, your own energy. Now, if you would like to call in any support, you may do so from any spirit guides, from the planets, ancestors ask for that support to be at the palms of your hands which is where we receive a lot of our intuitive messages bring into your awareness 
a fuck that you know you have worked to release, that you know has been released. The truth of it is you don't care about that anymore. And you might want to think something like, say something like, but make it your own. I gather to honor the fuck that got abducted and then name that fuck. (laughs) Because of this abduction, I am free to fill in the blank. You might say something like, I am willing and ready to see and feel all that's come into my life since that fuck got abducted. I am willing and ready to see and feel all that's come into my life since that fuck got abducted. And let yourself feel that. See it. What has come in? He might say something like, anytime parts of me feel confused about whether I still have that fuck, I call myself back to present time and remember where I am today. Anytime parts of me feel confused about whether I still have that fuck, I call myself back to present time and remember where I am today. You might say, I am the person I can trust to live my present time without that fuck. And I create the conditions for witnessing myself show up like this again and again. I repeat, I am the person I can trust to live my present time without that fuck. And I create the conditions for witnessing myself show up like this again and again. And at this point, you might wish for any of your guidance, including your own intuitive guidance from the middle of your head, to share any more that you need to know right now about the bravery and the miracle of the fuck that got abducted and how liberated you are now to do the things you're ready to show up to do in present time. Ask if there's anything else that you need to know right now and sit in that meditative space as long as feels nourishing and supportive to you. If you wish to, at this point, give yourself a tarot pull, what I'm recommending is taking the judgment card and placing it down, and then pulling three cards to the left of the judgment card, a card to represent how that fuck has come back as something 
at your table to eat, as something that you've gained, as something you now get to enjoy, as life force energy that you now have more passion for. Let the card speak to like what you've received from that abduction um, having happened. Then underneath judgment, pull a card for how you can stay in present time. Like what's some wisdom to help you stay in present time with this? Help you trust, help all the parts of you trust that you're no longer bound up in the patterns that were there when you cared so much about that fuck. And finally, to the right of judgment, the card can be, what else do I need to know? What else do I need to know? And this can be a little something personal from your deck and from your guides. That might be another factor in your situation. And if you need any clarifying cards for any of those, you just can pull more cards. Add stuff that I didn't suggest. Whenever you feel like you're coming back to yourself, coming back into your body, present time, ready to close, take some notes that there's anything that you want to remember from this ritual space, this container. Sometimes we leave the container and then we can't remember some of the wonderful tidbits that came up, realizations, ahas. Take some time to write these down. Even if you have to write in like keywords because you don't have like maybe the patience right now for sentences, just give yourself enough that you'll remember. You may wish to say some gratitude, some thank yous to that which supported you inside of the container. And as you feel yourself closing, you might want to say some words that indicate that it's closed, like, and so it is. You might want to say this container is complete. Like, let yourself close it with language that feels good to you. You may or may not feel good saying that three times instead of one. That's up to you. And then allow yourself to really come back into the present moment, especially if you went into a pretty deep meditation. Just like rub your legs, take more deep breaths, release and release. Feel your consciousness coming fully into present time. Note the day that it is and the time of day that it is. Move your body a little bit, stretch. And then determine like, how, how do I want to be entering my transition back to the rest of my time? Do I want to drink some water? Do I want to go make myself some food? Do I need to walk a little bit to shake that off? Think about a plan to nourish yourself so that you don't immediately get back into something um, without caring for 
your softness. I hope that that was supportive to you. And I have another note to share with you on the other side of the interlude. Thank you for listening. I hope that this discussion, um, this framework, this invitation was interesting, helpful, curious, potentially exciting and revelatory. Um, tell me, tell me what your thoughts are. Love to hear from you. I'm also hoping if you try the ceremony or the ritual that it is um, something that will help you with anything that's going on right now. Always, first and foremost, I hope that things that I share are helpful. And always (laughs) on Moon to Moon, I share what's helping me. (laughs) And it seems like What happens is there's a resonance between my experience and those who are attracted to this space. So so I felt like doing that and I'm hoping that it will land the way it's meant to. In my world, as many of you know, I'm in the process of a four-week promo window for my upcoming astrology class, Astrology as Praxis. If you're just hearing about this, um, there's a couple episodes before this where I talk about astrology as praxis with my co-facilitator and co-creator of the space, Jonathan Coe. We've got more episodes coming where we're going to keep teasing out the, the ideas behind the dreams, the visions, the goals, the structure the principles, the presuppositions, the desires, (laughs) all the things astrology as praxis related. Head to the course page if you're interested. Reach out to me if you have any questions. I get asked all the time about when am I going to have my next community container? When am I going to open doors to an astrology teaching class? And this is it. This is, this is when it is. It's the registration is August 26th, 27th, 28th. That's it. So be on my newsletter if you want to be sure that you get reminders because, um, I, I personally find reminders for things that I'm curious about and interested in really helpful. So you'll get email reminders there. And um, yeah, register. And then we start September 10th. And so it's a Virgo season to Virgo season experience. It's a year-long container. That's, that's a commitment to those people who want to make a commitment. It's a commitment to learn astrology. Um, and this is a particular kind of container that doesn't exist anywhere else. Um, it's really beautiful. 
and it will be absolutely spectacular for those who resonate and it's not for everyone. So if you're craving learning this language, if you already have been learning this language and you're craving a space to get into it, you don't have to have any amount of knowledge of astrology to enter. And it's going to be a space where there's a wide diversity of um, knowledge from person to person at entry. And that's fine because it's not a place that we're just like feeding information up to like a certain level and then you go take level two. Like it's a, it's a space where everyone's just going to be where they are and we're all going to go deep together from those places. And it's really beautiful. <laughs> I'm so proud. I'm so proud to be part of it and the steward for it. So check that out if you're interested in working with astrology in the ways that I talk about it here. It's not just a Britain LaRue thing, you know? It's like, you can do this too. Um, I'm inviting you into relating to astrology the way astrology has wanted me to relate to it, basically. And then you can transform my invitations into your own unique relationship with astrology that won't look like mine. Um, because I'm really interested and Jonathan's really interested in cultivating a space where everyone comes to their own unique praxis. And uh, it's not about everybody getting the teacher's templates. So everyone's going to leave the year with a very, very different practice that's unique to their interests, their gifts, their questions, and whatever's coming up for them in present time because it will also be in process and it will be always emergent and alive as long as they are engaging. So thank you, thank you. Happy moon, whatever moon it is for you today. Happy, happy moon. And uh, I'll see you at the next episode.